0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to the King Kumar podcast. I'm um, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to have a podcast on, on this Friday, and I had to delete that one. And last Friday, I had some technical difficulties. But now I'm here with episode five. And on this podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about food delivery and the story of DoorDash um before i start this i'm going to tell you some things you're going to learn and that is you're going to learn the story of doordash um how how like if you want to become an entrepreneur how to like innovate and how to come up with different ideas of getting your message out you're a company and also I want this podcast to motivate you to do something that you've always wanted to do. Okay, so the story of DoorDash became became a thing when Tony XU had a project at his incubator course at Stanford University in California. And basically, he had an assignment where he had to help a customer audience that he was passionate about. And he and his group were interested in helping small businesses scale. And they wanted to help them make their operations more um, effective. So, the reason that this idea was came to Tony Axio and his group mates was that um, his mom had her own restaurant that she worked in and he really had that personal connection because um, he saw firsthand how small businesses operate as a little kid in Illinois when he were, when he moved from, um, Cal- when he moved from China. So and then um, later on, he moved to California. So going back to the story of um, DoorDash, um, so what he did was he asked these small businesses that, hey, if you had a magic wand, what problem would you like to be solved? And he and this group had the idea of helping them market. So they realized that many of these small businesses didn't know like where the customers were coming from. So they had a tablet with, I'm guessing, a Google survey in which they recorded um, customers coming in. And they would take the survey and tell them how they found out about it. So that's what they did at first. But they realized that this problem wasn't going to make it that big. So they found out that many of these local businesses had a problem of delivering food and in some cases cakes, um, flowers and all those stuff. So many of you might be wondering, well, isn't there pizza delivery and wasn't there Chinese food? Well yeah, but that was kind of mainly well yes, but mainly there are other there are also other restaurants that delivered, but that was mainly an, an NYC. And to put this in perspective, um Tony X, you said in the podcast, how I built this by Guy Ross, where I'm getting most of this information from, was that 85 of all restaurants, the U.S. did not deliver. Now, because they don't deliver, they have to turn down customers. And he Tony X, you told a story to Guy Ross about how he met this woman and how he had her own um, flower company, and how on Valentine's Day, she had to turn down customers because she didn't have enough deliveries. She didn't have, outside of her friends, she didn't have any third parties helping her deliver. So, after they found out, they did some customer interviews. Now, um, as you may have heard before, me and my friend AJ were in incubator, our teacher, Miss Tini Bauer. really made us do a lot of these. And I didn't realize how um, how much of this is really important until I listened to this podcast. So shout out to him. Um, but anyway, so after that, they wanted to put themselves into their customer's shoes. So they, what they did was they applied at Domino's to be delivery people. And what they found out was that um, they learned that many of these drivers, when they're not busy, have to fold pizza, and this caused it to be very ineffective, and there's no volume, and there's an inefficient use of labor. And she said that we don't realize that um, all this consumption requires a lot of labor. <sighs> so here's where our first lesson comes in and that's that if you want to solve a problem put yourself in that customer's shoes because that'll really make your product a lot better so that was my first um lesson so what they did was when they first they realized that this was a viable idea They took some PDFs from different restaurants. So I believe there was a Thai restaurant, an Indian restaurant, a Mediterranean restaurant, and there was one more, but I can't remember that. So basically, what they did was they built their own website and they basically named this Palo Alto Delivery. And they took PDFs of some restaurants, as I said before. And also, what they did was they set up a Google Voice and they would Um, They waited for a couple minutes, and then they got their first um, order from an author who also was entrepreneurial. And what they did was as they got his order, they called the restaurant. And, well, sorry, let's move back a little. So um, he asked them how much it would take, and they kind of guessed, like, how many minutes it would take. They kind of guessed about 45 minutes. Um, So after they finished the call, they immediately called the restaurant as they were going to them and say, hey, so-and-so, this author wanted this food. And then they picked the the food up and they went to um, his house. And you may be wondering, well, how did they get the payment? and said they use square. If you don't know what square is, it's basically like this little square box. And in that, there's like, you can use a credit card and easily scan, um, use a credit card. And it basically scans your credit card and you can easily pay for it. So um, after this, so then they went to his house and he paid. And now as all this was going on, he had, Tony Xu had one of his co-founders recording. him and so that they could learn from their mistakes. And this is another thing that I would recommend you guys doing, and it's that if you have an idea and you should really record yourself doing this idea, like when you go to investors, you should pretend like your investors are there and talk to your mirror because this will really help you when you go, investors make you sound professional so they did this for about five months and they recorded on the data on like a google spreadsheet and as this was going they went door to door and marketed even more to see if this is a viable idea and they recruited some more of their friends to join now this was a now this started to go through towards the end of his tenure at stanford and after he graduated, he was still he still was doing this idea. So um, he said that whilst all his friends were on their vacations after graduation, he was living hummus in his car. So he then applied, he and his team, sorry, applied to Y Combinator, and they got 20K for a small percent from there. And now since... Then Y Combinator, which is basically like the Stanford for startups, they had to professionalize it. So they had to get real pages with professionally menus on it. And they had to make an app. So they had to hire engineers and stuff like that. So basically, after Y Combinator, they had this thing called the pitch thing. And they ended up getting 2.2 million dollars and this came as a blessing because during this time they were dwindling in revenue and they were also in debt now one of the questions that i would like to highlight in this um thing is that um guy last asked tony actually like hey what is how is doordash different from grubhub um postmates Uber Eats and he said, Well more we're more of a logistic business and we don't want to just focus on food delivery. We want to focus on other other things that we can do like, uh, like medicine for example or shopping, stuff like that. So during this time they were actually still called parallel delivery. And the name that this, they came up with this name was that someone said, um, why not do DoorDash? And this um, checked all the boxes that they wanted, which was something that was easy to spell and had two syllables and it was not taken. So they searched the domain of DoorDash and found out that no one had it. So after they got this $2.2 million, they obviously had to hire more people so they could make it into the big leagues and expand. So, yes, so they had more people. So, after this, they started to launch and deliver and get into other cities and they really marketed through getting more flyers and basically, I'm going back to what I said, this was during a, this was during a time after they graduated Stanford. So, uh, all the um, employees at Stanford was went were wondering, oh, how did, how are all these printers breaking? And because they put out so many flyers. So to market even more, to make it even more bigger, they went door to door to get more restaurants. And then, as I said before, they expanded. And I believe that the second city they went to was New York. So um, there are three apps for each party. But, um the delivery people, the restaurant, or the local business, and the customers. So they needed a lot of software and even more engineers and coders because they needed about three apps. And they also wanted to get logistics and coding to see like how long it would take to deliver a deep dish pizza versus a salad. Now, um. And also, like, if they went to the mall, they needed to find out, like, what are the most effective ways that they can do to save time? Because at the same time, this cuts costs down. This cuts costs in economics. I call this economics upscale. And if they cut these um, these um, costs down and they have economics upscale, they have a higher chance to get a economic profit. So they did all this, and one interesting thing that Tony actually said was that to test all of this, they would have their engineers work as delivery people so that they could better improve the apps, so that they can improve the logistics of it. So that is the end of our podcast. So, um, One thing that I wanted to say before I um, end this for real is that the reason food delivery became a thing was of innovation and that if you have an idea, you want to build something that will help solve problems and that it's easy to use. And if you do that, you're pretty much golden in the entrepreneurship game. So... A couple things more I wanted to say, and that is that my podcast is now on Apple Podcast, and you can find this and you can sim- please subscribe to me and write me a review. Um, thank you. Bye.